Welcome to the Babbles Nonsense Podcast, where I'm your host, Jonna Grimes, and we're here to discuss any and all things, but especially the shit that I want to talk about. Because let's face it, I have a lot of shit to say. And after all, you are listening to my verbal diary. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back, guys. As always, it's Jonna with the Babbles Nonsense Podcast, and today I am going to attempt doing a solo episode. Super weird, sitting in your kitchen, dining room, whatever it is, and talking, and there's no one there to, like, bounce off of. But I did go to the polls on Instagram and asked if anyone would like to hear my disordered eating story and my thyroid issues, da-da-da-da-da. Because I do have a lot to say about it. There's a lot, you know, I'm very open about it when people come up to me and ask me. Um, But there's a lot that you don't know or why I started the macros by Jay in the nutrition world. So I just thought it would be easier to speak into a microphone, into your ears, whatever. If you are listening, that's great. That's cool. So I'm just going to dive on in and hopefully I won't ramble too much, but who could be too sure? All right. So, um, way back when, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. So I'm 33 and I have been dabbling in nutrition and fitness since I was probably 16 years old. I used to be very skinny. I'm not saying that I'm overweight by any means, y'all. This is a disclaimer now. I do not think I'm overweight. I do not think that I need to lose weight, but my aesthetic physical goals are to be more toned, to to be um, stronger, to have more muscle, things like that. So kind of going back in the past is what I have to say. I used to be very, very thin um, when I was a child, whatever most children were at the point because I am at the age where we weren't staying inside when we were kids. Like all our parents told us to get out of the house. So we would go play, run, whatever. I could basically eat what I wanted. And that was that. Well, then I entered high school and I had a friend, shout out to Amy, who was very thin and could eat whatever she wanted. Um, Me and Lori hung out with Amy a lot and we always went to Sonic. That was just kind of what we did. We went to Sonic drive through, hung out. That was the hangout place. I'm also from a very small town. If y'all listened to the launching a podcast episode, there wasn't really much to do in a small town other than go eat, ride around, whatever, hang out with your friends. So that's what we did. And I noticed that I started to gain weight easier. Um, but I could always get it off. Like I, like if I would go run around the block or whatever, like I started doing Pilates in my bedroom and running when I was probably 15 years old, just because I noticed that I was gaining weight. And I don't really remember the trigger of that at this, at the time. Um, but anyways, so then senior year of high school, I know that I was probably heavier than I normally had ever been. I was also on birth control at the time, which I think contributed to a lot of the weight gain because of the hormones and everything. But I was also was dating someone, um, And not saying that he was bad in doing this. I don't think it was intentional, but like if I was, if we, cause he lived a long distance, um, away from me. And if he said, like, if I said something like, Oh yeah, I'm getting another donut or something. There were comments made such as you're really going to eat that. And 
that lives with you, regardless if it's mean or intentional or not, or if you're, I mean, no, he wasn't calling me fat, but when you say things like, oh, you're really going to eat another one, it kind of makes you think like, well, why not? Like, what do you think? Um, so it kind of started from there. And then, so I started paying a little bit more attention to the things that I was eating, but I also took a home ex class in my senior year of high school. And my teacher was wonderful. Um, she had a brother that actually had a rare form of cancer, brain cancer, and they traced it back somehow. I can't really remember the story, but they traced it back somehow to the food he was eating. Some kind of cereal ended up having rat droppings in it and he ended up getting cancer from this. So I took that from, from her in, you know, you have to pay attention to the ingredients in your food. You have to pay attention to what you're eating, like these chemical processed foods. So I kind of started from there. And when I would transition this into home, my mom wouldn't really, I mean, we didn't have the most money. So if I, if like my mom had a sandwich and it was white bread and I decided that I wanted to eat wheat because I thought wheat bread was less processed, then she would tell me that I had to buy my own groceries because, you know, she couldn't afford to do both and I had to eat what was there and totally understandable. I tell my friends that to this day when my friends are trying to eat healthier now and they say, well, I can't because I need to have snacks for my children. I don't have children, so I know it's people can look at me and roll their eyes when I give advice. But if I did have children and I wanted to continue eating healthy the way that I do and my kids didn't like it, I would kind of probably do what my mom did and say, you know, I'm sorry, this is what's in the house and you can either starve or you can eat it. And I know that sounds mean, but people aren't going to starve. They're going to eat the food. So it's not like you're starving your kids because you're, you're being mean. You're just telling them this is, this is how it is. And I just feel like Anyways, that's a tangent. But anyway, so I started buying my own groceries and cooking my own food. And my great uncle was an amazing cook. So he kind of taught me how to cook as well. He grew his own vegetables in his garden and things like that. So I go into my first year of college and me and this guy had broken up and I was very devastated. So I probably dropped 10 pounds easily because when I'm the type of person, if I'm depressed or stressed, I don't grab for food. I just, the food makes me nauseated. So I don't eat. And I lost 10 pounds because I wasn't eating. And then people would comment on it, not knowing what I was going through and be like, oh my gosh, you look so good. And so when you start hearing that you look good because you've lost weight, it, in your mind subconsciously, you're kind of like, well, did I not look good before? Um, and I know I didn't want people to ask me about not, and it wasn't that I was anorexic. Like I was not trying to eat. I literally just couldn't eat because I was upset about the breakup or whatever, but I would eat barely though. Like I would eat like a Butterfingers and a sun drop. So obviously not healthy, but if that's the only thing you're eating all day, that's like maybe 300 calories. Um, so I was actually transferring to in, into my second year of college, and I, that's when I moved to Huntsville, and I was at my thinnest then, and a lot of people would comment on it and say, oh, you look so good. What do you do? And at this point, like, I was kind of getting over the breakup, and I was starting to eat again, and then, you know, I met new friends, and of course, you're in college, so you're drinking alcohol, going to Taco Bell late at night, and of course, obviously, yeah, I put on weight. It was very quickly too. And then I met another friend who was very into fitness and running and things like that. So I started running with her and it became an addiction after. So after I started the running, it was, 
okay, I'm just going to run three miles a day. And then it, yeah, initially it felt good because I was doing something and challenging myself, but then the compliments came again and it was, oh, you look so good. What are you doing? So then I felt that it was a necessity. Yeah. Necessity that I had to do it. Like I was like, I have to run three miles every day. If I eat something, I'm going to have to go run extra because I can't gain weight because people only compliment me when I'm thin. And so that's why it's kind of a, um, it's a catch 22 when you give someone a compliment, like you can tell someone they look good, they're losing weight. And to a lot of people that doesn't bother them. That's, that's a compliment. That's a good thing. But then there's triggers to that, to other people who have disordered eating or poor relationships with food or body positivity that it can affect. And it, it does affect me sometimes. Um, so I just remember, when I was losing the weight working out, like I still wanted to enjoy time with my friends. So then I would go hang out with my friends. And I remember like, whatever I ate, I would try to go to the gym and stay at the gym and burn it off, which obviously is a problem. And then it became more to the fact of I would hang out with people that could eat what they wanted and never gain any weight, but that's never been who I have been. Like my metabolism is not the best. Like I know people look at me and think, well, what are you talking about? No, I put on weight very easily. That's why I do eat healthy. Cause if you ask anyone like my coworkers or whatever, they're always like, do you ever eat bad? Yeah, I do. I eat bad a lot. <laughs> um, I just try to limit it. Number one, because I developed an autoimmune disease with my Hashimoto's thyroiditis when I was 22 years old, which we're going to get to, which slowed down my metabolism even more. So it became harder to lose weight with that. But so yeah, I do eat bad. Um, it's just that I put on weight easily. And again, my aesthetic goals, not saying that what I look like now is bad, but my aesthetic goals I'm trying to reach, I have to eat a certain way. And I actually do enjoy the foods that I eat. So that kind of transitioned in. So then I started working with my first, um, nutrition coach because I knew, well, let me back up. So Yeah. So I started, so after I started running and, you know, trying to go to the gym and work off all the things that I was eating or whatever, I then was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So then I made strict, strict rules. I made rules like I can't eat more than a thousand calories. I can't eat more than so many carbs. I can't eat after 5 PM. Um, I, I, no sweets out at all, no alcohol at all. So did that so restrictive, like I remember going to bed some nights and just being so hungry because I was like, what's past five? I can't eat. I can't eat. And then, so that became so restrictive that it kind of went opposite. So when I did give myself like some treats, like I remember being at my friend's birthday party and she probably remembers this too. You know who I'm talking about. Um, they had a cookie cake and I ate the whole thing. Like guys, I'm not talking about just a round cookie cake. I'm talking about the sheet cakes. I ate the whole thing. So then it turned into binging because I was depriving myself. And I knew that there was an issue. Um, because if I looked at food or, and then I would feel so guilty, I never threw up, never bulimic, never anorexic. I just did like very limit calories. I would work out a lot and things like that. Um, Not saying that that's, so that is how, that's the difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating is that you know it's wrong and you're doing something restrictive um, versus I'm not eating at all or I'm going to go throw this up. So that, I mean, I guess in my opinion, they're one of the same thing. Um, They just call them different things. Um, It's just a poor relationship with food that I'm trying to work on still. And I probably will always work on it. But I met my first nutritionist when I was 22. So I'm 33 now. So 12, 11 years ago. God, I can't do math. 11 years ago. And I was like, I need a better relationship with food. Like I want to 
do this right. I want to eat the appropriate amount of food, work out, because I do love working out. I don't want to work out to an excess where I'm exhausted all the time. So I met my first nutritionist, Amelia, and she will be on the podcast later. Um, and we will kind of dive into that. But she helped me and she quickly realized that. So she raised my calories, but we had to do it slowly because I had been eating so low for so long that it ruined my metabolism. And that's something I try to stress to all my clients. And it's hard for women to unlearn things that they have learned because we are taught at such a young age, like, oh, don't eat over 1200 calories, don't eat over 50 carbs. Um, and when we do that, you're actually ruining your metabolism. And then you end up with autoimmune diseases because stress triggers autoimmune diseases. Um, and I'm pretty sure America is like the number one place for autoimmune diseases because we have Franken foods that are just ridiculous. Like we grow food in the lab, essentially. Um, we don't eat the same foods that other countries is eating. But again, I digress. Um, so I met Amelia and we started working together and she set my calories where they should have been for appropriate for my workouts. But I then started gaining weight rapidly. And she was like, there is no way you should be gaining weight. And of course, that freak out moment that most people do when you and I wasn't eating guys, I think she might have raised me from 1000 to 1250. So 250 calories wasn't a lot. Um, and I was actually lifting heavy weights at the time and I was exhausted all the time and she was trying to get me up to where I needed to be, but I was gaining rate weight so rapidly that she was like, you know, I really think there's something else going on. You need to go get your labs drawn. So I did, I got my labs drawn. Um, long story short, it took me three years to get my thyroid um, disease diagnosed because no one would listen to me. My TSH, which this is going to kind of get medical, so bear with me. So for your thyroid, the three labs that you need, and I don't care what doctor tells you that you don't need them, you need a TSH, a free T3, and a free T4. Most people need TPO antibodies if they're diagnosed with hypothyroidism because you need to figure out a cause. Anyways, most doctors will only draw a TSH. So your, your thyroid has a feedback system. So your TSH is your thyroid stimulating hormone. And your free T3 and your free T4 kind of feed back to your thyroid. So if your free T3 and free T4 are low, then your TSH is going to be high because they're inverse of each other. And so when your free T3 and your free T4 are low, that means you have hypothyroidism. And so it sends that signal back to your thyroid, which your TSH, your thyroid stimulating hormone, to stimulate your thyroid to produce more of these hormones to come out to elevate your free T3 and your free T4. So if your thyroid is working normally, that's what happens. If your thyroid's not, then your something is messed up in the feedback loop. So most doctors, when, when you do have... Um, a low thyroid. Again, your TSH is high when you have low thyroid. They're inverse of each other. Your TSH is low when you have a hyperthyroidism. So when your TSH is high, and most doctors these days will say that your TSH um, should be between 0.5 and 5. Well, if anyone has done their research, then the um, American Association of Endocrinology Association I just said that wrong, but yeah, the Endocrinology Association came out with a new um, reference range probably seven years ago because I found it during my research and they said that anything between 0.5 and 3. So that's a big difference. 3 to 5 is a big difference. And why I say that is when I when I was going through everything that I was going through with my metabolism and gaining weight and not eating enough, 
my TSH, I believe, was 3.5. But everybody told me that was normal. And no doctor would draw my free T3 and my free T4. Okay. So, kept gaining weight. Probably gained 10 to 20 pounds over two to three weeks. Like, super easy. Um... And then I went to an endocrinologist who never looked up at me and told me if I wanted to lose weight, then maybe I should work out and eat right. Again, guys, I was eating less than 1,200 calories and I was working out twice a day. So I was furious when this doctor told me this. And then I finally did some research on my own, got my nurse practitioner back home to draw these labs and kid you not, my free T3, so your free T3, your T3, is your active form of thyroid. Your T4 is the inactive form. So T4 is supposed to convert from T4 to T3 because that is your T3 is your metabolism, your hair growth, your energy, um, everything. It, it literally controls everything. My free T3 was zero and my free T4 was one which it was on the low side of normal. So if anyone has followed along and you're, it might be over everyone's head and I'm sorry, because if you're not in the nursing field or anything like that, it is a lot because even my nursing friends, when I get, cause I get really excited when I talk about thyroid, it can become a lot. But if they're inverse of each other, if my free T3 is zero, then my TSH should have been high, but it wasn't. So they sent me to an endocrinologist in Nashville. She was the head of the endocrinology association at Vanderbilt. And when I went there, she literally looked at me and said, I've never seen labs like this. So it kind of made me, what's the word? Um, I can't think of it right now, but like now that my, when my, when I see my patients, like, Oh, everyone's not textbook. Like I was not textbook. I wasn't inverting. So they finally put me on medication for my thyroid and voila, my symptoms went away. I started losing weight. My energy came back, but I still struggle with that. Like, so because I have an autoimmune disease and it's not just hypothyroidism and what an autoimmune disease is, is essentially my body attacks my thyroid. So when I do produce thyroid hormone on my own, my body attacks it which gives me an inflammatory process in my body. So I had to do all this research. And guys, I'm not kidding. This is when I started becoming more into nutrition because I started reading books. Like, how do you how do you heal your body? Because I'm not one to just want to be like, oh, yeah, let me just take thyroid hormone. I mean, obviously, I have to, but I wanted to see what I could do. Is there anything that I can do to fix this? And that's what I was trying to do. So I read all these books, like the paleo approach and the AIP diet and inflammatory processing diet, lectin diet, da, 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 da. And what I came to find in most every book was just avoid inflammatory foods. And that's why I kind of go on tangents with my friends and things like gluten, soy, corn, dairy. And people are like, yeah, but that doesn't really affect me. Yeah, it may not, but you don't really know until you stop. And when I stopped eating those things, I saw the most change. And that could just be because and I have an infl- um, autoimmune disorder, which is an inflammatory process. And these foods can be inflammatory to your body. So I started eating healthier. I started eating more organic vegetables, more organic meats, um, fruits, tried to avoid gluten, dairy, corn, soy as much as possible. I'm human. Of course, there's things that I want to eat that have these things in them. And I have to pick and choose. 
do I want to do that? Because sometimes it does affect my mood. It, it affects not the weight part, but it affects my mood literally. Um, and I can tell a difference. So there are times that I'm like, well, it's worth it to me or it's not worth it to me. And then, I mean, that goes back to eating. So I have now I'm eating, I think, I think my macros that, cause I'm now a nutrition coach guy. So I, I think my macro, ugh, my macros are now at, um, 1900 calories and I'm eating 180 grams of carbs, 70 grams of fat and 135 grams of protein. And I'm trying to slowly reverse diet up so that I can be eating as much as possible and still losing weight. So that way, when I do do a cut or I do want to maybe get more slim for summer or whatever, then I have the room to do that without going back to the 1,000 calories, 50 carb diet. Now, where does that come in with my disordered eating today? Well, today it's because... I still struggle sometimes. If I go out to eat with my friends or I have an alcoholic beverage or something like that, like even though I know and I'm a coach myself and I know these things, I still sometimes when I'm eating them have that guilt, but I do it and, I, and I'm and i making sure that I continue to push myself. It's like when you fall off a horse, they say, get back on it. You have to continue to do that. That doesn't go to say that I'm always going to feel that way. It's getting better each day. Um but yeah, so uh, we'll always struggle with it. And if you have any questions or if you've dealt with something like this, then definitely tell me your story because I think it's very important that women or men or whoever just tell their story and be honest with everyone because some people look at me and think that it's just easy for me. Um, but it's not. I mean, well, it's easy now because I actually do crave the foods that I love, like the healthy foods, like I crave them and I love them. And it's easy for me because I've been cooking this way and meal prepping this way since I was 18 years old. So obviously it's easier for me than someone who just starts tomorrow. But going back to the inflammatory thing, so that goes back to, so I had breast implants. I got breast implants when I was 22, I believe kind of around the time that my autoimmune disorder started. And my thyroid would never really regulate, even with medicine and changing my diet and things like that. So I kid you not, I was watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills one day, and Yolanda was on there talking about how ill she was from her breast implants. And I was like, oh, wait, so breast implants can make you sick? I didn't know that. And so I started doing a Google search, found a Facebook group, and actually there's a lot of women that say that they feel bad. And then there was an, one woman that actually screenshot their um, consent form that you sign. And it said like, on like, cause no one reads those are like 14 pages long on one of them. It said may cause autoimmune illness. And you sign that. And I was like, wow, could not get this out of my head. I'd already had issues with my breast implants, like with working out and they hurt all the time. And one of them had displaced that I already had to get fixed and not that I ever really wanted breast implants. I just wanted them lifted. But the doctor at the time told me that I was too young to get a lift. So he wouldn't do it. And then I didn't do my research and yada, yada, yada. So, so I talked to my aunt who's always been my voice of reason. And she was like, John, I just do it. So I did. I, t- I took them out to just to see what would change. And I don't know, like, I don't know if much changed about it, but I do feel better. And I actually feel more confident now than I did when I had breast implants. And I'm not saying that I would never get them again or anything like that because, but even after I took them out, like my thyroid levels have never changed. I've been on the same dose. Well, I haven't been on the same dose of medicine because, and that was a change in my um, medication group. And that's a 
that that has nothing to do with but like it's pretty much stayed the same my levels have not really dropped or teetered or anything and people are like yeah but that's not true but I mean everyone's different I'm not saying this happens to everyone if you think about it people reject things all the time like organs when you get an organ transplant or if you get a knee replacement some people just reject the thing that is put in their body and maybe my body was just was just rejecting it I don't know um We'll do a deep dive on that later. I have some friends that actually have taken their implants out as well. So it'd be great to do a deep dive with them. Um, But yeah, so this was kind of a short episode, but I just wanted to hop on here real quick and just give y'all kind of the lowdown because I know I did some polls on Instagram and some people said that they wanted to hear my story. I can go way deeper than this. It would, I would have to do them individually, like my disordered eating, then my thyroid, then my breast implants. So it'd be three separate episodes. So I hope y'all enjoyed this and that gave you a little bit of perspective on me and who I am and all that. So until next time, guys, thank you for listening to me ramble about myself, which was awkward AF. Bye.